Hey everyone, welcome to Real Faith in Real World Conversations, based on a sermon series by Pastor Tim Gibb, lead pastor of Bethel Church in Sarnia, Ontario. In this podcast, you're going to hear a conversation every week as we discuss the message and how we are living out our faith in our world. It's meant to be helpful and encouraging, and more than anything, a way to get you thinking deeper about your own faith. So let's jump into this week's Real Faith Conversation. Hi friends, welcome back to our discussion today. This is going to be an interesting one because we're talking about this week's message on discrimination and cancel culture. Now, I'm actually really excited to talk to all of you about this today because this subject is such a hot button issue and Pastor Tim had a lot of great points for us to think about and apply to our lives. Um, So as we jump in, I think we need to start first with talking about discrimination. That word is thrown around so frequently in our culture. So I want to know, how do you see culture defining that word discrimination? Oftentimes I see them as defining that as if you don't agree with my beliefs. So, and I've seen this so many times, uh, even in our own family, if you don't agree with me, you're discriminating against me, you're criticizing, you're putting your nose down on me, you think you're better than I am, and so yeah, so it's very, uh, yeah. So it's very relative, like it's, like just what Pastor Dale said, and Pastor Tim said it too in his message, it's like if, if you don't see things the way I see it, so it's always a moving target, like it's never, um, a concrete thing. It's like, well, if someone's truth, let's say, or their reality is real to them, then anything that comes against that is then discriminatory. So there's, I like that Pastor Tim talked about what discrimination is not, because I always feel like it's very much a moving, uh, the meaning of the word even is like constantly fluctuating based on how people throw it around, I think, in society. But definitely, like, if you don't see things my way, then you are discriminating against me, I think is. Yeah. So I find when it's used, um, it, it's taken very personally. So it's not like, like you like mint chocolate chip ice cream, I like moose tracks ice cream, like no big deal, like get your own ice cream. But it's like you believe different than me, well you must hate me, you must have an issue with me. It like goes beyond what we believe or what our convictions are, what our stances are, and it becomes very personal. Mm -hmm. And that drives me crazy because... I think we should be able to have different opinions and different beliefs on things without that like tagging onto our identity, yeah. which often I find that the word discrimination is tagged onto who we are, our identity, and it becomes very personal. So obviously that's what we're seeing in culture, hearing in culture, we could go more into that, but it can be really destructive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, So then as believers, what do we need to keep in mind about the subject of discrimination? That everyone, that everyone has an opinion. That's one thing, that everyone has an opinion. And that doesn't mean that, you know, that your opinion is better than mine. You have a set of belief that you live by. And because of that, well, you, you think a certain way. I think about where I come from. Uh, where I come from give me a set of values, a reality, a, uh, in, in, um, in a way to see uh, life in a way that many, many other people don't see. And, uh, and when, I, when I 
share that and somebody else does not agree, well, I come from a different set of background. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I have this opinion. I, I believe these, this belief. And, and so uh, as, as a believer, I need to keep in mind that everyone comes from a different background, that we should be open to listen to their reality, their opinions. And yeah, I, I think that's, for me, that's would be it. And as a believer, I think we should be able to express ourselves, but mm-hmm. we need to be aware and sensitive of right. how we express ourselves True. Mm-hmm. or what we say or how far we go into our beliefs or, and depending on who it is, mm-hmm. because everybody might respond differently, especially emotionally. Mm-hmm. If you get a lot of emotions involved in that and stuff, that can really rip, tear apart relationships and stuff. And right. so we need to be aware as a believer. So yes, we might have an opinion, we can express our opinion, but it's the response, how do, we, how do we express that opinion as a believer mm-hmm. and being sure that we're uh, sympathetic as well as caring and mm-hmm. not being uh, over top of them type thing or stubbing our nose down on them. Or, right. So just yeah, being careful of our response. Yeah, for sure. So Pastor Tim had some great things to say. So if you haven't listened to the message yet, you should really pause this podcast and go listen to the message. Uh, But he just talked about how discrimination is not having a different opinion, as Pastor Kirby just said, that discrimination is not taking the perspective that just, well, anything goes. And discrimination is not the elimination of certain rights or freedoms. And all of that is so important for us to remember and live by as we discuss um, that term discrimination, which then leads us to this topic of cancel culture. And I love that Pastor Tim preached on this today uh, because it's so relevant to where we're at. Like, I I wish I had, like, counted how many times I heard that word in 2020 because it became, like, the issue And um, Pastor Tim mentioned great things about cancel culture today. So we're going to work through those. So the first thing that he said is that cancel culture is rash. And we see this often where someone sees something or they hear something and, and we take, I take, you take that one moment or the short video and immediately jump to this conclusion and call for punishment, call for that person to be canceled. And the Bible addresses this. Pastor Tim referenced this verse in Proverbs 18, 13, which says, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Like such a good verse for us to apply to our lives today. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. So obviously we want to be people who aren't foolish. We want to be wise people. So how do we not jump to a conclusion based on something that we see or something that we hear? Now, I love this as well because I've spoke this so many times to my generation, to my generation of people who are very emotional as young people. We react to stuff so many, so easily, especially on social media today. And in, in, uh, in the way I always deal with that situation where I see something and not to be rash is for me is to make a phone call. I always, always said I just reach out to the person, sit down, get to the root of what it really meant. It happened in my family. It was one instance that we had a situation uh, in our family, and and everyone was emotional. All the all we needed to do is make a phone call. So I made the phone call. I said, "Hey, what's going on?" And then the clarity all mm-hmm. came to life, and no justification for our any emotions was was justified. We just needed to hear the person, not just take that small bit of what. We all thought she said or he said. And that was, for me, before jumping to any conclusion, 
investigate. Yeah. Make a phone call. Mm -hmm. Reach out. And that's biblical. Take one in private and yeah. try to win the person first yeah. and then move on. Last week, Pastor Kirby, you talked about um, when we were talking about bias and prejudice and you were saying how um, uh, knowledge and how ignorance, it, it makes us fools. Ignorance right. makes us fools. Right. And we need to investigate. Pastor Tim talked about it. You were talking about that in the situation with your family. Um, and so many times we see things flying by us on Facebook or social media or something. And it's, it's true. We, we have this like emotional uh, arousal toward it. It's just like that thing is, that incenses me. Like that is not right. It's unjust or whatever the case may be. So it's so... Um, easy to fly off the handle, but like investing, seeing things from different perspectives. Um, uh, you know, if I can speak sort of to my own personal experience, and I, most people know that I work at the pregnancy center, and there's a lot of rhetoric out there about abortion. Uh, I'm not going to go down the road of abortion, but what I've learned is that there are. Um, sides to every story. And at least as believers, we need to be, uh, have an ear to hear, uh, like Pastor Tim said today, and as it says in James, we are, we are quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. And it's really important that we hear the whole story, mm. no matter where we land on it, that we take the time. And I can think of so many times in my life where I've spurted off my mouth or I've sent an email out of a reaction and man, do you look foolish <laughs> when things come out in the wash and it's just like, oh, shoot, I, like that wasn't that person's intention. Or I completely didn't know about that situation over there and I didn't see what was working behind the scenes. I've been there so many times. And I would also say that it's easy to point the finger at other people and to say, oh, the culture is reactionary. Um, but it's just as rampant in the church as it is out there, for sure. And Pentecostals, we tend to be a passionate people. It's in our DNA. Um, and uh, we really, really need to guard against those um, responsive, uh, inflammatory things. They don't get us anywhere, and they don't witness to the person of Jesus. That does not serve the body well. It's important to get the whole information, and it's important for us to do our research, especially when media comes out. Media tends to come out and of course, it depends on what you're watching. Every media outlet seems to have a different take on things. Mm. So it's good to maybe watch all of them, but sometimes we tend to watch the same media outlet and then we get a certain impression on something. But what is the whole story? And that was something I really noticed in 2020. You start seeing stories that were coming out, but what was the whole story? What was happening before that? What was happening after that? Right. And get the whole story before I form my opinion. Yeah, that's so true. I think it's interesting because in the church, we often talk when we're teaching on the Bible, we tell people that you have to read a verse in context, yeah. right? That you don't take a single verse out and like yeah. build your whole theology on that one verse, but you read it in context. And I think that same truth needs to apply to our lives, For which sure. you guys just said, that we can't just take a, a one minute video that someone posts somewhere and and just make a decision about who that person is based on this one snippet. We have to take it in context and examine the whole thing, which right. is so important for us to keep in mind in our life, in our social media, and all mm -hmm. that we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing Pastor Tim said was that cancel culture is spiteful. 
You know, um, I've noticed this, Pastor Tim pointed out, but I've noticed it too, that whenever we hear people calling for someone to be canceled, the comments that are associated with it are like so ugly. Mm -hmm. Often there's name calling, there's shaming, there's bullying. Uh, but the Bible, again, calls us to opposite behavior. The Bible calls us to love and to be gracious. So how do we, again, as believers, extend love, even love our, like, quote, unquote, enemies in this cancel culture world that we're living in? Last year, when I was, I, I, last year, I was very proactive in making multiple videos in my social media about all the things that were happening in the United States about racism and and, and um, especially since that, that the whole episode with that uh, police officer and that citizen, I made all kinds of videos. And there was one video that I made where I had over 53 comments of people just attacking and attacking and attacking, and the quote-unquote enemies, right? Mm -hmm. Of because they didn't agree with what I was saying, they didn't want what what I was saying. And and uh, in the comment, I said, Lord, I want to answer to all those comments, but give me your spirit. Mm -hmm. Give me your compassion, give me your love, because what I've said is on the foundation of your love and your, and, and your truth. And so I answered those comments, but every time I was answering, I was acknowledging their comment. I would say, thank you for what you just write. Uh, I, I understand where you're coming from. And so I believe that how do extending love uh, without agreeing maybe with the cancel culture it's, it's with, you know, having certain type of understanding. I understand where you come from. I have a certain type of, of the way, even though you don't agree with what they say maybe, but you're showing a certain level of compassion. I value your comment. This is maybe more for social media interaction maybe because this is kind of the example I'm taking. But showing love is that, hey, I care about you and I'm sitting down with you even though we may disagree. Mm -hmm. I think one way we can love our enemies well is just listening, and it's yeah. tying with what you're saying. But usually when people react in a way that's um, angry or there's like some nasty comes out, there's usually a story behind it. Like they're, they're lashing out maybe out of hurt or something, maybe not in every case, but there's usually a story um, connected. Maybe they have felt rejected by a certain group in the past or... Uh, whatever the case may be. And we can really um, take the sting out of that uh, by listening. Mm -hmm. I think like when Jesus met the woman at the well, he dialogued with her um, in, in a very like compassionate way. He asked her questions. He, he listened to her. Um, and I, I think like if we just take a posture of humility in these circumstances, like you said, being led of the Spirit of God, um, He will lead us to be to be humble, and I th and we can love other people well when when we're listening and when we value, like you said, the word value. That's really important. I think we value their story, we value their history, we value their experience, even if we disagree. I think yeah. we can love well in that way. If I can just jump on that, because I totally agree with what you're saying. What I often see in this whole like discussion that we're having about cancel culture is that often when people listen, they're listening to build a rebuttal. Right. Uh, like they're listening just so they can like come back with a like left hook and take yeah. them out. And I totally agree with what you're saying, Steph. We need to listen. I would just add on, we need to listen so that we understand. Right. We're not listening so that we can argue back and like really emphasize our point, 
but we're listening so we can truly understand their perspective, the story, as you just said, even if that means that we don't respond, even if that means we just have to sit with it for a while to really understand their point. But too often we're listening just to like fight back instead of like truly understanding where that person is coming from. And maybe they legitimately have a point to make that we're just not seeing. For sure. Like that it's legitimate. And maybe it breaks down your defense a little bit. And we have to be able to be like, okay, well maybe I'm maybe I don't know everything about that. Or maybe I'm not hundred percent wrong and right in my stance. Yeah. Well that's good, Trisha. You preach that girl. <laughs> preach. Okay, well, the actual person who preached was Pastor Tim. And point three, did you like that transition? Point three was that cancel culture is judgmental. And uh, I wrote this down when Pastor Tim said it because I thought it was so good. He said that we, talking about believers, are not on a search, or maybe it should be that we shouldn't be on a search to find fault in people. And yet I recognize that we all have a tendency. I have a tendency within me, my human nature, towards being judgmental. So how do you guard your heart against judging others? We have a situation close to our family that uh, we're working through and, and uh, just loving the person and letting them know that God created them, that they are loved and we value them as well. Maybe not loving their lifestyle choice that they're making. And so we have to be careful how we, we uh, love them, but also want them to know that they're loved. And yet we don't love their, their lifestyle choice. So it has been difficult for us to kind of have that line because the person thinks that we're always judging, Mm -hmm. but uh, we're not judging. We do love them. And so how we show that is by you're welcome in our home anytime you want to come for dinner, any uh, Christmas event or whatever, you're, you're welcome to come. And just uh, keeping that door open so that they know that they are accepted into our home. Their lifestyle might not be accepted, but they as a person are accepted because God mm-hmm. loves them. We have to love them as well. So it's something we have to remind ourselves because it is something that's, well, that person, whatever. I just have to be careful not to judge them for their, for their uh, action, but judge them because... But uh, not, not judge them, but to, to see them as God sees them and to love them as God loves them and not judge them just because of their actions. The, the way I do it for, for myself, and I wish I would do it more often in a more efficient way, efficiently, uh, is that I examine myself mm-hmm. first before, you know, judging others. And again, I, I, can, I, I think we can all do that, do that more often, but examine yourself. I think it's biblical as well. The Bible says that examine yourself first before you're going about and, and you know, say some something to somebody else or maybe correct, even correct or exhort somebody else. Examine yourself first. I think Pastor, Pastor uh, Tim said that today, um, you know, there, even though in, the co- in context just there's judgment, righteous judgment, don't do it in a way to kind of bring down somebody right? And that, that will bring down your judgment when you examine yourself first. So I guard my heart from judging others mm-hmm. when I do that, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of helps me. Okay, judge yourself first. I think judgmentalism is rooted in self-righteousness, and that is something the Bible speaks very clearly to, that our righteousness is as filthy rags. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Tim said today, but by the grace of God, like we only are here because of God's grace. Um, And 
we can guard against, like you were saying, um, Pastor Kirby, like that we need to maintain that posture of humility and like, Lord, if there's, uh, if I'm, if I have the uh, moral high ground here that I'm able to look down upon someone else, I mean, yes, there is place for wisdom and for discernment and judgment in that way. But when I'm like puffing myself up with self-righteousness, mm. oh, that's just a sneaky, and it can even be rooted in biblical things. It's a really sneaky tool of the enemy, I think. Um, but that we just like, no, my righteousness is as filthy rags. The only standing I have before God is because of his grace towards us and a constant check in the heart. Uh, oh, so key. It's like the scripture. This is this um, in, uh, I think it's Matthew 5, where it's like, take the log out of your own eye before you're picking the speck out of somebody right. else. Like, mm -hmm. we ought to examine ourselves always first. And, and also, the one thing that I also do, uh, and I think it's helpful, is before I, I, I go and say any, anything to anyone, I, when I start speaking to the, to the person, I said, hey, listen, everything that I'm going to say to you is based on, on the word. And if you can tie whatever you want to say to the word of God, not in a way that, you know, to manipulation, you know, this is the word of God, so, you know, but it's just to, to relegate that this is not, you're, you're not, you're trying to get there yourself, you know, that you, you're not, you have not reached that standard that even you're trying to help somebody with. So even though I'm bringing this to you, uh, I'm working on myself as well, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. it's kind of a way to kind of bring yourself back, and it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about why we're both trying to follow together, right. you know, in, into the Word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, his last point, point number four, is that cancel culture is unforgiving. Uh, cancel culture, it just doesn't allow for any redemption, which, again, with every point, we've said it's opposite to the message of the gospel, which is a redemptive message. So my last question is, how do we live as people of forgiveness and redemption in a cancel culture world? I would say remember the mission of God, the mission of Christ, mm. uh, which is to go and show grace, show the kingdom of God to people. And that, ki that kingdom is not about condemnation. It's about, uh, it's about uh, salvation. You know, Jesus, uh, God says, you know, Jesus didn't came to to condemn but to save yeah. you know so i think that's one way of seeing it in that in that culture that we live in which is cancel that uh, we we preach the gospel which is forgiveness of sin repentance redemption mm -hmm. in second corinthians i think it's chapter five paul talks about us as being um, ambassadors of christ and um, ministers of reconciliation and our job is the whole thing of the kingdom of God is that um, we are working to help people to be reconciled to God. Right. That's our purpose. Like, that's the, that's the end game. It's not about sharing my opinion. It's not about being right. It's not about being wrong. It's about um, helping people, leading them towards reconciliation with God. And uh, I think when we keep that in the forefront of our mind, that we are about redemption, about reconciliation, um, then, you, like you were saying earlier, Kirby, that we journey with people. It's not me versus you. It's mm -hmm. us together, and we're on a journey towards the Lord together, or I want to help you in that journey. Uh, so being focused about the mission of the kingdom uh, in that God desires for all to be reconciled uh, to himself. I think it's right. an important thing we need to keep in our minds at all times. Right. I would just throw that challenge out there for all of us to 
spend more time in prayer and just beginning to pray for people, pray for mm -hmm. situations, pray for things that we're seeing in the media. And I think as we begin to pray, as we spend more and more time in prayer, God is going to give us that compassion for people. And hopefully that's less uh, pointing fingers and so forth. But as God gives us compassion to see people the way that Jesus sees them. And so I think, and that's, and that's a challenge for me. I need to be spending more time in prayer on that. There's so many things I'm seeing right now in the media, so many laws that are going through the House of Commons and so forth. And uh, it's quick to, to judge and quick to change things. But maybe we just need to be spending more time in prayer and just praying for these groups of people, praying for our society and things that are happening right now. And God, give me the compassion. Give me to the, the love that I need to see these people in your eyes so that I will have redemption for them, that I will have, or, or have that, that uh, love, compassion for other people. Yeah, mm -hmm. such good That's points, good. guys. Yeah. I think that with, in all of our lives, there's people who um, are outside of our circle, people who will never meet, never know. And it's important, as Pastor Dale was just saying, that we do take the posture of praying for those mm -hmm. people, praying for those situations, not pointing the finger, not being quick to raise our voice in anger. We can call sin, sin, but to extend love and grace and to pray for those who are outside of our circle. But there's also going to be people inside of our circle who, as Steph was talking about, we're going to have to walk with them. And and this message, it really, everything ties together because we can't jump to like judging people, pointing our fingers, canceling them. But people that we're in relationship, they need us to get into the trenches with them. And for us to say, we still love you. We still believe in you. We still believe that God has purpose for your life. Like, mm -hmm. Yes, you may have fallen. Yes, you may have sinned, and we're not going to call it anything other than sin, but at the same time, we're going to hold your hand and not condemn you, but walk with you. I just think even now, like the prodigal son, when he came home to his father, his father didn't like go through the list of all the things that the prodigal son had done home. He just welcomed him with like a party and with love and with grace. And like, I want, I want in my life, my first response to be a gracious response. Not to point out the sin, not to point out the faults, but to say, hey, I get it. Like, if not for the grace of God, I could yeah. be in your exact shoes. And so I'm going to walk with you and mm. support you in this. Mm. So for all of us, there's people on the outside of our circle and people on the inside. And for, for everyone, we need to, in some way, extend grace and mercy and, and walk with people. So what a relevant message today uh, that Pastor Tim preached, and I really appreciated his encouragement at the end, where he just pointed out that these are challenging days for believers, and, and it's only going to get more challenging, but we do have the Holy Spirit who lives within us, and we have an opportunity right now to extend grace and love and lead people to Jesus, our Redeemer. So... Um, we close the same way every week, and it's because I think it's really important for us to examine our own hearts so we can apply God's word to our lives. So can I ask you today just to consider these questions? First of all, what does it look like in your life to stand for truth and yet live with love and compassion? Uh, are there any areas where judgment has taken root in your heart? And if so, if the Holy Spirit would point out some ways, can you just release that to God, ask for his forgiveness, ask him to root that out? And then finally, is there someone who has fallen that you can either pray for today or even go a step further and walk the road of redemption with them? So that's it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's live this week with love and compassion and grace extended 
because what our real world needs is people with a real faith. So let's point people this week to Jesus in our words and in our actions.